and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Welcome back to our friendly world, everyone. Hello. Reflecting on the art of friendship, we are starting a conversation on the art of conversation. I'm going to start with some definitions. First, obviously, conversation. Let's look at that. It's a noun, the use of speech for informal exchange of views, ideas, or information. Simple, right? Sounds like it. Well, you know, I always try to have conversation. But you really have to get a feel for what's going on and you have to get a feel for what the person is going through and where they stand in life. Do they have a very strong core, a strong sense of self? I want to say that previous generations didn't have that or they didn't have that once they started experiencing a lot of other stresses, a lot of other things that would cause them to stretch, for example, having children or just, you know, obviously with having children, it causes you to be thinking of other people and having your lives have this inter dance back and forth. I'm just talking about this because everything you're going through with your family right now, right? your mom is passing, people under duress or under stress start misbehaving and there's no oh here we go matt's going to start um no no, yeah the apologia (laughs) starts coming in so you know when you're speaking with someone they don't hear what you're saying when you speak to a crowd when you're speaking to one person they only can understand through a filtered process of their own experiences in life for them to understand what you're saying. So they're not hearing what you are saying. They're hearing only from their perspective. So for example, if they're used to looking at certain shades of blue all the time. Welcome to that show. And then you come into, what do you mean welcome to that show? I'm trying to say something. We talked about how colors in different societies are different. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you're used to looking at a certain shade of blue as an example, it's just a total random example. And then I come in and I say, oh, I found a great blue jacket. And you immediately go to the blue you're used to thinking about, but I found a blue that is not even in your reality. You're only capable of hearing and envisioning the blue that you know of and not the blue that I know of. So you have to get, you have to put all these things into perspective. I actually started thinking about this years ago because when I worked with Horst, Horst Reckelbacher, the owner, the CEO of Aveda, that's one of the things he would say to crowds all the time. He would give the most amazing talks, amazing before there were TED Talks, amazing talks. And one of the things he would always tell people is, as I'm talking to you, the audience, you're not hearing a word I'm saying because you're only hearing through your own perspective. And it's very, I don't remember the words he was saying, haha, 
Um, but he was basically saying that you don't hear what I'm saying. You only hear what you're able to hear from your perspective, from your baggage, from your life experience. So keep that in mind when people are experiencing hardship. So I'm not a believer of being quiet, but in this instance, I would say this is a good time to be quiet and just listen to people and try not to speak too much. For example, I got into a fight with Matt because I was trying to soothe him during a time, obviously right now, with family and and it's very it's a very sad time. It's a challenging time. It's a stressful time. I was trying to say something to soothe him. He completely misunderstood what I said and was no longer even wanting to hear what I was trying to say. He just wanted to fight. And it's because he needed, this is my assessment of people, not just with Matt. He needed comfort. And when people are beyond stretched past their elasticity, beyond their ability to stretch or bend, they will snap. And you just you have to kind of get a feel for it. And there are times to be quiet. And I think I'm going to go back on what I said a little bit on a previous show. There are times to be quiet because you really need to hear someone. And I was having a conversation with some friends. And we were talking about previous generations seem to be acting up right now. They're not able to hear their children. And I think it's because they're under so much stress that because you don't have a strong sense of self maybe from that generation you become parents earlier like our parents and their parents had children early so they didn't really get a chance to explore their core to explore who they really were how they can handle different situations and once you have children I think there comes a time where they turn into children under times of stress and I think everybody does that everybody turns into a toddler and it's hard to always be the parent and have someone lash out at you and you just not fight back and not react but still hold them in a loving way even though you hate them in that moment which has happened to me with you Matt I hated you a few days ago like I was done but at the same time, I understood where you were coming from and I understood that you needed comfort and you were not able to understand what I was saying. You weren't able to hear the conversation because your baggage at that point, your capacity at that point was filled to the max and there was nothing but stress. Do you want to say something before I go into the other definitions? Well, of course I do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I want to circle all the way back to you know, realize shared vocabulary. Some of us, you know, it, it's a different thing. And when we talked about uh, the episode where we started talking about colors, there are some societies out there who don't even identify colors further than light colors and dark colors and on and on down this interesting spectrum, which makes it an interesting thing to attempt to communicate. In addition, if somebody is a native Spanish speaker, there is no way they're going to buy a car called Nova because that means it won't go. So understanding communication issues, and these are, these, are, these are drastic and humongous, but it can even be more subtle from region to region in the U.S. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And you have to, we have to remember 
that we're all so much more interconnected than ever before, then we have to keep all these things in mind. Like, for example, in a lighthearted way, I remember years ago I was listening to an interview with Salma Hayek, and it was one of the first big movies she did in the United States, and they called her, um, what's the term, sex bomb? Like a sex... A sex pot? No, it had to do with bomb, like sex, uh, she's a sex... Anyway, it was, it was, I forget the word now. She, a bombshell? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was okay. it. And she thought, oh, no, that's terrible. Because she thought bomb, like, destroyer. Well, know. yeah, bombshell. I mean, that's that's kind of, I, I always envision, like, if you take it and you abstract it away to its rawest form, to me, it's a big crater in the ground, which I know that's not a bombshell either, but that's what that's what I equate it to. Like, okay, so I don't want to really get in get into this aspect too much today because I want to talk about the art of conversation and I know this is a part of it. I just, I don't want to get stuck here. I'm just saying, Oh no, my phone is ringing. (laughs) There are, mm. (laughs) but moving on, I just want to say it's not only with culture, it's about a sense of capacity, which we always talk about, right? How much capacity does a person have? You kind of have to get a feel for it. And it's something that you, I don't know, is it innate, Matt? I mean, I think babies are kind of born with a sense of what's going on. Like they know when to coo. Their whole appearance takes on the appearance of the parent that may, that they may need to have the parent be more attached to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like babies end up looking like the dad if the dad is aloof a little bit. So the dad looks at the baby like, oh, it's one of me. (laughs) Right. Welcome to evolution, right? It's the whole, like, baby's eyes are a little bit bigger and, you know, babies start to, I guess, they coo and smile and all that kind of stuff as a way of almost forcing their parents to attach to them. And the scream, that's, again, evolutionarily designed because when the baby needs something, so that's a needs form it of, now. That's a form of conversation right there. Absolutely. Right? It's a very so, raw form. So I want to say that we're born with it. So everyone is born with the ability to sense a situation and sense how to communicate and sense how the conversation's going to go. With tone, with sound, with words, with whatever with expressions there's um there's a lot involved in a conversation it doesn't even have to be with words you can have a full-on conversation without a word being spoken right right and that's why video chat and things can convey so much more information than can be conveyed in just like an audio phone chat so let's continue on part of a conversation i think there are three eyes there's so many eyes actually like there's me, 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 me. And there, so I, I brought it down to three eyes, the letter I, three of the things I'm going to choose for today with the art of conversation for having an art of friendship is insight, insight, and invite. So it's probably going to start with invite and then insight and then insight. <laughs> All right, let's, let's start with invite. Look up the word invite you get the definition explaining insight using insight to describe what invite means but it's a it's a request it's a participation of it's 
to increase the likelihood of. Now, my definition is to bring in, to call in, to embrace, to bring in. That's the definition of invite. Right. The other thing I think that works in forming a conversation is insight. The ability to see, seeing into something or a situation or someone to understand it's about intuiting it's about discernment it's about feeling the inner nature of things and by things that could be people it could be the situation but that's insight and to incite i-n-c-i-t-e it's to put into motion to move to action, to spur on. It's, I guess, in our culture, it means to stir things up. Usually when you incite, you are inciting a riot or something. Right. Does it always have to be so negative? Like, does it always have to be riotous? No, it doesn't. But people have a hard time really with stillness, with quietness, with insight. Because, you know, I can incite new ways of thinking. These three things... Invite, insight, and insight are ways to explore a conversation. Can you have a conversation and still incite someone, incite as in like stir things up, and have it be friendly? Can you still have a cordial situation? Someone once said, invite, not insight. But I think once going back to what I was saying before, once you're comfortable with your core, once you know who you really are, once you know your yourself, once you have, what was, what, how did I explain it? Like previous generations don't really, didn't really get to explore their core right? Um, of who they really are so they can get thrown off by words or a situation. I think that's when you can say invite, not insight, because you're afraid the person may snap, right? But I think once we become comfortable with conversation and have enough conversation happening that our muscles become very flexible, we're more elastic. We're more elastic in our emotions, our heart, our flexibility is open to be comfortable with hearing something you may not be comfortable with or being open to hearing something that is so out of your realm of understanding at the moment that you won't get upset, but you'll be open and curious and not get so bent out of shape, not take things so personally where it's like a dagger hitting you and destroying you. So insight, That word, uh, I'm like, it can go either way because I would love to have conversations with friends. And, you know, I've always imagined having a big, long table, which we do, but we're not using it for friends right now. But like having a big, long table where everyone is eating together and playing music and having conversation. I would like to have not only insightful conversations, like I can see something, but like to be to have that insight, like to have that action, to have things be stirred up. I want that. Not in a negative way, but in a good way. I got you. Um, You know, it can be something as simple as when I was in junior high school, they wanted us to sell the dorky 
candles inside of glass containers and go door to door. And, and the guy came in and he gave his pitch. Oh my goodness, was I ready to go sell, sell, sell. Unfortunately, I still had a full day of classes before I went out to go sell, sell, sell. And by that time I had lost it. But that is, he was trying to incite us to sell, which is at least not so, feel so negative, like inciting a riot, but just, you know, inciting new ways of thinking, incite new ways of dwelling on things. Absolutely. And the art of conversation, really conversation, another definition for it is living among. It's about familiarity. It's about intimacy. And just going back to that, when you are comfortable in that, when you're comfortable within yourself and you are comfortable with getting to know someone, it's not going to turn into a tumultuous kind of situation. And I think that's where the art of conversation comes in. And really, we're getting into social emotional learning, SEL. Right. And unfortunately, I don't think we talk about that enough in our culture, in our society. Social emotional learning. We're all about high IQs. We're all about scores for tests in school, you know, how smart are you? What are your points? What are your numbers? What's your grade point average? But we never talk about the emotional IQs and just learning, learning the art of the social emotional interactions, because there are so many cues like the baby. There are so many cues you can say, well, baby can have a conversation. Well, indeed they do have conversation with you. It's through eyes. And if they can't see it is through sound, through noise, through, through creating body movements. It, there's so many ways to communicate. A deaf person can totally communicate. You know, I always talk about the art of the voice. The voice is a, an amazing tool to get information across. But it's not just the voice. There are other amazing tools that we use. In the, there's so much in this beautiful package of a conversation. And we have so much, so much we can use. We have so many tools. And I really want to explore the entire art of conversation. I think that's key. It's the key to friendship. It's, and you know, and I always say, Friendship is the key to everything. And really, it's conversation. You can't have a good friendship without good conversation. It helps you deal with change. It's dealing with separateness, interconnectedness. It's dealing with a sense of entitlement. Uh, do not underestimate your capacity, your energy to create a ripple of good that will vibrate and resonate across the world. Putting your consciousness towards well-being for all of humanity. The power of you is immense. Your power is immense. You have so many. We all have all these tools. And we need to just shine them. Get them all shiny again to put them to use again. And empower each other to transform the world. Where it's about love, beauty, nourishment, joy. All this can happen through conversation is what I'm saying. And sometimes a conversation is literally like firing something off across the void and not ever knowing what kind of ripples that it, it ends up generating. We've all had that moment where somebody's connected with us when we're in a challenging state, let's say, and it really touches us. And Maybe we don't have the capacity at that point to even communicate it back to them, mm -hmm. but it's still important. 
And I think one of the reasons why people don't instigate a conversation is when they're afraid of rejection. Like we were talking about this. We were talking about why is it that um, we're always, it seems like, it seems like, guys, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but like it seems like that we're saying to, to each other in the privacy of our home it seems like we're just saying, hey, we're the only ones that seem to start a conversation. You know what I mean? No one else calls us first. No one else texts us first. So, so I was telling you, you were saying, oh, look at you. You're so popular. You get so many texts every day. <laughs> and really, it's because I text people first. Right. I, I go through this whole ritual where I scroll the phone and I'm thinking about each person and I say something to that one person and then, then the conversation starts and then all the texts come rolling through and they're all great because they're all feel good texts. Or even if someone's having a hard time, it's still a bonding moment and that's a feel good thing. Even if I'm having a terrible time, it's still a feel good moment because we're connecting. Do you right. know what I mean? I was raw enough, open enough to say, oh my God, guys. <laughs> help <laughs> do you know what i mean right. but yeah. i'm not so needy where i'm just like a vampire about it i'm just like get a load of this help like what would you do <laughs> oh my god what's happening do you know what i mean absolutely uh, to, what was it it was probably a number of weeks ago now but uh i i just decided to text people you know happy daylight savings time or happy daylight savings day or whatever it was just right. being stupid because i look for excuses to just pop off and the people look for excuses to just pop back and everybody i texted texted me something back and they were all a little a little snarky or a little funny right. and it was good it's just a way of saying hey i see you over there and that's what we're really looking for Right. As a society, we're looking for, hey, I see you, and I'm getting this message more and more often. It's like jumping into a lake or a swimming pool, and it's hard because it's going to be cold and it's uncomfortable, <laughs> but once you jump in, the water's fine. Or, or being the first person to ask a girl to dance in elementary school. <sighs> well, yeah. Uh, I prefer my water thing. I know. I <laughs> because know. once you jump in, you're like, yay, it's so much fun. The water's fine. I, I didn't really go to dances, so I think you were more social than I was in junior high and high school. Oh, yeah, I was super social. No, I was that guy in the corner going, gee, I wish I could. Or I think I only went to one dance, if you don't include the prom, which I, by the way, I wish I had never gone to prom. People always say, oh, my God, you're going to regret it if you don't go. And I was thinking the whole time, I don't want to go. I don't think I'm going to regret it. But I think the pressure of society saying you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. I'm like, okay. So I spent all this money okay. and I went the whole time. I was like, no, I wish I hadn't gone. Dang. <laughs> Honestly, seriously, I had things to do. I did not have a normal childhood. I have things to do. I'm serious. I get it. I was working. I had jobs. I was trying to get money together. I was trying to get my situation together so I could go to college. Right. I had no help from family. Mm -hmm. I had things to do. I, did. I spent all this money on, you know, sharing a limo and getting a dress and hairdo. For what? You know, I was not into it. <laughs> I completely get it. I, I went to... 
one formal dance, not at my high school either. I got invited by a girl to her high school. That was kind of an obnoxious, annoying, interesting, fun situation. Although the pictures were god-awful. I'm really, really sorry, Patty. She was fine. I was terrible. I was just bug-eyed. But anyways, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I regret it, but I didn't rent a limo. Bought, borrowed mom's car. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I did rent a tux, but that's as far as it went. And I what? got a, I got a cute little oh my god corsage thing for her but that was it babe i'm glad you went to whatever that was but we're getting off track okay <laughs> so this is the art of conversation yes and i think i think i just want to leave it at that what i challenge you know what you know what forget it scratch that word challenge what what i think we should do is really look at how we approach conversation but first, think about what you think about conversation. What, is, what does conversation mean to you? And maybe we need to reprogram what we think it is and be more, I guess, insightful about picking up cues from another person. You may have to use your super spidey senses to understand or to get an insight on what the other person is going through. So you may need to navigate gently or jump in there and be wildly conservative not conservative what's the word conversational but just jump in yeah absolutely feel it you've got to kind of you got to kind of let go of your inhibitions and just you know for me it would be something like hey happy national cheese day or something and maybe that begins maybe that sparks a conversation or you know um, I saw this on the news and made me think of you or who knows. I think we should also get into maybe the next show or the next day, another day. Let's talk about the art of the invitation because how you invite yourself into a situation, how you invite a situation to come into your life, how you invite a friend over, how you invite someone for coffee, how you invite someone to inhabit a space with you. That space could be walking out there in the world. It could be studying together. It could be anything. But I think the invitation is now the next step to really understand what is an invitation. Starting with yourself. What do you want to invite in your life? What kind of friendship do you want to invite into your life? What kind of people do you want to invite? And when you invite them, what's it going to look like? You know, are you going to, let's say, like going back to our home, wherever we move to, we always have a forest of hearts hanging from the ceiling. So the person gets kissed walking through the hallway, coming into the home. They get kissed on the forehead by all these hearts that hit them on the forehead because they're moving through a forest of hearts. And it could be all kinds of different hearts. It could be made out of paper. It could be whatever, just something beautiful to remind the person to kind of anoint them with love you know that's how that's one way I decided to bring that in that's how I chose to invite Matt into our home one day when he was coming home from a miserable job you know he, he would get kissed not only by us but by all these hearts and also leaving your home inviting yourself to go out in the world you're kissed by those hearts again. So it's a constant reminder of the invitation. We're inviting love. We're, what do you want to invite? 
And, and that's it. Invite insight and insight. Indeed. And I, honestly, I think the key to that is sincere. And from you, uniquely, you know, what is uniquely you? How can you best express your sense of hospitality and welcoming and love, frankly? We should be definitely sharing the love, spreading love to our friends. I think you're right. Even before the love, spreading authenticity. You may not be feeling love at the moment, but if it's authentic and if it's not like vampirish, you know, if you're able to give while you're getting, do you know what I mean? If it's a dance, right? you can't dance with someone that's constantly like pulling you. Do you know what I mean? And taking that's, that's, that's combat, but it's give and take like you know, you walk backwards and then you walk forwards and you walk back and forth together. That's, I think, a good conversation. Right. And that's just the beginning of the art of conversation. Let us know what you think. I think I want to wrap it up. Okay. That's, a, I mean, that's, that's quite something to think about. So just be mindful of the art of conversation. I think that's the key to world peace, guys. Come on. Love you. You want to close it up or do you want to say something else? I'm good. You're good? Be well. You're not mad at me for saying I was mad at you? <sighs> we can get started on that, but what's the point? No, you're just going to do the apologia, which means you're just oh. going to defend yourself when you were clearly wrong. Combat. Combat. All right. Never mind. Clear. <laughs> Love is winning. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. He just did an Aikido move in the air and I felt Stop it. Oh, <laughs> um, all right, we'll talk to you in a few days. Please reach out to us. Go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com and leave us a note. If you want to have a Zoom date, please let me know. I'm here. All right, love you guys. Talk you to well. you later. Bye-bye. Bye.